All unbreakable records are breakable when you have a unicorn that comes along. And who do you think our unicorn is? You'll get this in one. Well, it has to be LeBron. LeBron James can genuinely become the all-time leading basketball scorer globally Mm. in, I think, one season. Welcome to the Basketball Forever podcast. This is where we talk about the things that we don't post. I'm Nick Young for Head of Editorial here. Joining me as always, Alex Sumsky, the founder. How are you liking the World Cup, mate? Oh, how good has it been? Like, it's, I mean, I was pretty disappointed that Australia were on shaky ground. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I think that the only thing that's, that's probably surprised me so far is... Uh, I think Australia's sort of performance has surprised me given they were sort of pegged as, you know, not necessarily favourites, but they were sort of ranked number two or three. A, a lot of people had France as, as the number one or the number two. and Shout the bet immediately. Oh, my. Uh, first round, back-to-back losses and to Latvia without Kristaps, no doubt. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, I, I can't... I, it was kind of hard for me to understand given how good they were in all those warm-up games. Mm. But I guess you just, uh, I guess you don't really know. That was bizarre because France are always hanging around for the medal rounds. Mm. They're always right there, mm. whether it's Olympics, Eurobasket, World Cup. People were, even people in our comments, they were sort of roasting but and they were saying, oh, you know, well, what did you expect? When Fournier and and Rudy were leading your team, I was like, "Well, I was expecting probably the f- same thing that I saw at the Olympics in twenty twenty one that they won a silver medal only because they lost to a more talented Team USA than we currently are seeing uh, by a very small margin, and then they backed that up with a EuroBasket silver medal when they were undermanned." against a fully healthy Spain. Yeah. I mean, why would I not think that they were going to be, you know, uh, at least top three consideration? People that leave comments like that, they're thinking of Fournier riding the bench in the NBA these days, or they're thinking of all these guys. I'm thinking they're of thinking Hill 30 piece you. Fournier is the FIBA, historically has been like FIBA goat. Almost. Not quite. Almost. But he's been... He's been a FIBA weapon yeah. historically, and France, they've played together for so long. That's why we both liked them, mm. um, the combination of the talent and the continuity. So that was a big shocker. But I, I love how you get these guys who, they might be a bench player in the NBA. Suddenly, they're absolutely cooking when the FIBA starts, like Dennis Schroeder. Even really random guys who are out of the league, Hollis Jefferson just decided. A left-handed be, mumba. Decided to be Kobe. It's weird though. Watching the highlights, I was taken aback. Mm. I forgot. I forgot about Rondé, by the way. You know what's funny? Because you read the caption, like whether it's our page or someone else's, and it says something, some sort of Kobe comparison, and you like chill out. And then you watch the video and you're like, holy. Yeah, it looks exact, like stylistically. Stylistically, it's very, it's obviously left handed, and you notice that. Mm. But the way he moves, his athleticism, sort of some of his moves, what he does in the post, what he, how he shoots from the elbow, how he drives, all these things look so very identical yeah. to a young Kobe. Like I'm talking about like 06 Kobe. Um, mm. It is weird to watch. It is very, very strange. But I, he, he's been incredible. Mm. It's a shame Jordan 
weren't able to actually go very far. But uh, he's despite you know, his best efforts, it's like when they needed four points to force OT, and he's like, "No worries, I've got a four point play up my sleeve." Yeah, I mean, let, <laughs> to, to, yeah. the fact that you can put up Luca numbers is impressive. I always find it funny because. You know, we talk about, oh, he's the goat in FIBA and talking about these, you know, individuals. Mm. The, when you look at Luca, Luca is, you would say, probably, you know, one of the most talented players in the NBA, right? He's, course, he's yeah. a top, top five player in the world. Yeah. Like, that's fair. So, if Luca's the top five in the world standard and on the world stage at a World Cup or Olympic level, he does his numbers that you see. And then... The different there's there's him at that level, and then you come down a couple of pegs, and it's Patty Mills, or, <laughs> yeah. or it's a it's a Ronde. These guys that are either not in the league, ride the bench the whole season, mm. and the the difference between someone that can do what Patty can do, and then what Luca can do, is so like small. The gap shrinks. It's it's such a small gap, but mm. then one player is one of the greatest players in the world to date and the other one is a guy that you know was traded what four times in 24 hours or something yeah like look how awesome Schroeder was over those first few games yeah and then there was a while there like after he fumbled the bag where, where the like, Celtics just threw him some change it's like he might not he might not even play properly in the league and but yeah. then he, he, again <laughs> he'll 30 piece the best players in the world like it's it it's so funny that it, it really goes to show the gap um between you know, the margin is so slim for being incredible, mm. like, you know, astronomical out of this world type player and then being sort of a player that's on the fringe of of, of the NBA, you know, moments away from potentially getting cut. Mm. It is, it is yeah. extraordinary. Who's, who's surprised you, though? The World Cup so far? Mm. I mean, I wasn't expecting... Hollis Jefferson to be Kobe, that's for sure. Any teams? Um, but team-wise, well, so... I've got to put my hand up and admit uh, something that I've been wrong about almost as soon as the first game was played. Mm -hmm. But you know how I was saying, I thought Canada would be good but not killing teams. Knowing oh. knowing how things go. I was wrong about that too. We Big might. They, they, they got off to a good start. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen between recording this and it going out to the, the people. Um, but they got off to such a hot start. And Maintained I, my it. argument was I, I like France more. God, that's aged badly. Um, I mean, but I was we, saying I, I like them more because they've played together for so long. Canada, I love Shea. Um, yeah. And they've got RJ and a bunch of NBA guys. And they but, lost Jamal Murray mid-tournament or mid-training um, camp. Yeah. So then I'm thinking they lost Jamal. These guys, most of them haven't played all together at once. Mm. Um, I like them to make a bit of noise but not go all the way they immediately come out looking like the so fate. dangerous i mean they were the they whipped france by like 30 they scare me more than usa scare me the defensive weapons they can throw out there yeah yeah it's it's unbelievable they got um like dort on his own mm. Mm. it is terrifying yeah um and they've got dylan brooks they've got and i know he's a bit of a meme but the houston rockets still saw a reason to throw what, like 40, 50 mil at him. Yeah. Um, they've got a full team of NBA guys that you have to take really seriously. So, that, yeah, Canada kind of, I thought they'd be good, but they've been great. They gelled immediately. I, and, yeah, Canada are going to be a mainstay. Them at the 2024 
Olympics. Uh, oh. That is going to be something. Throw Jamal in the mix and Wiggins. Yeah. I would love to see Canada at their best playing Team USA. Oh, or even yeah. this year, it'd be good fun. Give them a run for their money. Yeah. I mean, that's a definitely a defensive squad. Mm. Um, and I and I think Shea, to me, is like probably one of the most talented players in the tournament at the moment. Uh, of course. But, yeah, I think um, it, it, it's – Canada have surprised me too. I'm, I'm on the same page with you there, I guess, because of how good they've been. And France surprised me for how shit they were. Uh, it's – Incredible that Rudy, anything he touches just, yeah, completely goes to shit. Yeah, I know. We can't put everything on him, but it feels a bit like that where... Wasn't what's... actually his fault. No, but it's like unfortunate for the poor guy. Did you watch the final like possession um, on the on their elimination game? How did, which one was that? He was like... Oh, the one where they Ru- Rudy second had loss. sealed I, from memory, and we can chuck it up on the screen. Jordan can put it up on, on the stream for us, but... He he had great position, and he was actually unguarded for several seconds under the basket, mm. and only needed to to get the, the a quick two. You know, um, I thought it was you know really uh, he he was done dirty, Rudy, and then he copped all the blame. But I thought he did all the right things. It was everybody else that had an inability to get him the ball. It looked like yeah, when there's a capitulation of such a. <laughs> extreme nature. There's no way it's all going to come down to one guy. Mm. That's for sure. You're going to be traveling to the States soon, mid-World Cup. You're going to be yeah. able to even watch the games over there. I don't know how it works with US streaming or... No, I don't know. What, I didn't know what I was going to do because every time I go over, if I want to connect to Wi-Fi, I can't watch anything on my phone or anything like that on any of our... Um, Australian streaming services. You were saying that your cheeky little gambling, uh, yeah, sports bet, different apps and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't um, work. None, none of that works. And to, or it works until you connect to Wi Fi, and then it's like you're in America and doesn't work anymore. Exactly. But what, what's the exactly. plan with the the World Cup? I, I'm just, you know, it was really, it was really lucky because we had um, uh, NordVPN, who they, mm. they and it, it was, I couldn't have asked for better timing because. I leave in a week yeah. and I'm thinking, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to watch any of these games because I know, I know that what's going to happen is I'm, I'm not going to be able to log into my account. Even though I'm Australian, I should be able to watch it for the subscription I pay for anywhere in the world. That's my opinion. Mm. Um, but they, um, as soon as we got our, our NordVPN uh, offer and, and they said, hey, we love the podcast, uh, <laughs> how, how do we get? You know, how do we get inserted? And I said, say less. Yeah. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. Uh, do you have a free subscription for me? Well, yes, we do. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, they're great because it, you know, protects your internet connection and privacy online. But more importantly, it allows me to watch the World Cup while I'm in the States, which is what I really wanted to do uh, this whole time anyway. So, it's yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this, you can get an exclusive NordVPN deal at nordvpn.com slash basketball forever. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Yes. And please, please (laughs) sign up so that we can get more VPN deals because I cannot speak highly enough of of being able to, uh, you know, surf my streaming services uh, blockage-free. True. And also, I already, I legit already had NordVPN, so oh, really? I was already set. But yeah. I'm a genuine fan. 
that it's not, I'm not being paid to say this. It's not a lie. I actually oh. get around a bit of NordVPN. Why did they- you have me read this? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Look, You're perfect. I use Nord. There's a little Nord logo. You can zoom in on that. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. You And here you are saying... Are you going to use Nord? And I'm saying, well, I'm going to use it for the World Cup. <laughs> and he, you are a customer for multi multiple years. I am, yep. Oh. So I'm getting nothing out of this. Wow. Um, but you're onto a winner when you go to the So States. I get the free service for your experience. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. And then so when you look through, like I was having a little bit of a look-see. Hmm. Um, we love pouring over stats. And you can see that there's some current guys that mm-hmm. are very much in the mix. Um, to really move up the rankings in terms of scoring. Mm. Um, because when we see, we're talking about these random FIBA goats who come along and it's like, how do they stack up all time? Mm. Um, so you're always looking at a bit of Olympics, a bit of World Cup, Olympics and World Cup combined. And I think that that needs to be an actual ladder. The, I find combo. it weird. I mean, like obviously it, it's, split, it's split up between FIBA World Cup that has its own scoring list. Olympics has its own scoring list, but Olympics is a FIBA event, they're, and they're the two big ones. They're the they're two the major two events, big global ones. I think that they should be combined ladders. Well, so we did that. We combined mm. them, yeah, and that's what we've got here. Uh, we'll chuck this up on the screen as well. Um, but uh, Paddy Mills, this is not just us being um, biased Aussies, but he's the one who jumps out when you have a look at the Olympics World Cup combined list. Mm, mm. Um, and Paddy, by the time we finish recording this, or by the time people hear this, I should say. He will have jumped. He will have jumped, and he will have jumped past Manu Ginobili, uh, who's in 10th place. He can also pass Drazen Petrovic, who's only another 30 points or so above mm. that. Um, yeah, he's so like three games away. Before it's all said and done, because Paddy's been playing for Australia since he was a teenager, mm. um, and he's been in absolute bucket from the very beginning, uh, ever since Beijing 08, as you may uh, so he's, recall. He's 11th all time right now, and he can jump to ninth. Is that that's right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, he could get ninth in this tournament, and then we've got the Olympics uh, next year. I also worked out that if Paddy averages 20 a game, just to keep things simple, and he plays eight World Cup games and six Olympic games because that's what he's played previously. Mm. Um, he would then be on 1,046 points and he would crack the top five. Wow. Yeah, that puts him- major. That puts him top five only behind uh, number four, Pau Gasol, three, Scola, two, Gazy, Andrew Gaze. Yeah. Uh, 13, almost 1,400 points. God, he, he was a goat. <laughs> yeah. And then Oscar Schmidt. Oscar Schmidt. Almost 9,000, uh, sorry, uh, 1,936, almost 2,000 points. Yeah, he's far and away killing it there. I did want to quickly mention, I know it's World Cup time, but if you look at Olympics only, Kevin Durant is right in the mix, 13th all time. And he's only... What's he on? So he's on 435. Gotcha. Um, and the guys above him are only a few points ahead. So he could jump a whole lot of places. In um, next year, assuming next he plays. Year, if he plays. And I just think there's at least a chance he will. The only reason I say that is because he's played the last three in a row. When did he jump Mello? Was that last tournament? I think it must have been. Because what, what's Mello on? Mello's not on this list. Uh, and it was such a pain in the ass to put it together. Um, so I haven't gone all the way down to where Mello is. Um, total. Oh, the combined one was a pain in the ass. 
But while I, you pull that up, um, he's so, on. He's on oh. three hundred and uh, thirty-six points. Okay. So he'd be about what twentieth all time, something like My that. My list only goes to fifteen here, but he used to be Team USA's all time leading scorer. Yeah, until KD passed him up. It's funny because you think back to you think back to like Melo's legacy, mm. and his legacy, I think, is very much sort of Team USA goat type legacy. You know, yeah, he Olympic Melo, yeah, because he had his his three gold. He had three gold medals, right? Three gold medals and a bronze. Oh wait, twenty twelve, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yep, correct. Um, and, he, and then he had his bronze. Plus, he was the all-time USA leading scorer. He had the most threes ever made. He scored the most points anyone for Team USA has ever scored, thirty-seven. And he did it in what, like, uh, some incredibly low amount of minutes, like yeah. less than twenty minutes or something. Yeah, do you remember when they played Nigeria? They won by yeah fifty he, or he something dropped, crazy. Dropped Thirty-seven. And Melo back in the day, the FIBA three-point line for him was like a mid-range jumper. Oh, it was so unfair. And then he was the rebounds leader, so he had he had a lot going for him in terms of Team USA accolades. And then mm. uh, and then KD, I'm pretty sure now KD's just destroyed his legacy. I think he's passed him up in just about everything. So if KD plays next year in the Olympics. He would only need to average 14.8 points per game uh, across the six games of the Olympics to pass Manu for fifth all-time. So if he just does that, within one Olympics, he can jump from 13th to fifth. And then he'd only be trailing. Uh, it's the same guys you mentioned with the combined list. It would be uh, Scola, Gasol, Gaze, and Schmidt. Those are the guys he would... Uh, the only guys ahead of him. So he'd jump Patty then in the combined... Well, actually, got to factor in Paddy and how much he'd score here because Paddy's currently six all-time for the Olympics with 501. He's yeah. definitely going to be there next year. Mm. So because they're both going to be on the move. He's Paddy, going another 100 Paddy's points. got a head start. It could be um, Paddy. I think they're both jumping Manu. I mean, they both definitely will. Yeah. Paddy's only 20 behind. Yeah. So um, it could be something like either Paddy or KD in whatever order, then Manu. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, some FIBA goats on the move. Yeah, I think um, Oscar Schmidt's like a really interesting one. He is. I'll tell you why I was particularly interested in him mm. because sure he's the FIBA goat, he's the Olympics goat, whatever. But he's actually, actually the goat of basketball in terms of all-time scoring. And I mean, what I mean by that is that there is no human being on this earth that has ever lived, that has scored more points in basketball, just in basketball in general, than Oscar has in his lifetime. So you're talking club, uh, international, whatever. All of it. All of it. That, for him, is 49,737 points scored. Yeah. That is, and and I we always think that this is an untouchable record because- I mean, what? Oscar had a 30-year career. Bro playing. played from age of 16 to the age of 45. There you have it. How are you meant to top that? So that's why it's kind of like one of those ones that uh, that's unbreakable. Mm. But people thought Kareem's one was unbreakable, you know? Yeah. Who's, who's ever going to play like that with an unguardable mood, uh, move for 20 years and all the rest? Yeah, I mean, 
All unbreakable records are breakable when you have a unicorn that comes along. And who do you think our unicorn is? You'll get this in one. Well, it has to be LeBron. LeBron James can genuinely become the all-time leading basketball scorer globally Mm. in, I think, one season. Yeah. So, you know, looking at this, Oscar's numbers didn't include amateur, so we can't include high school. We still had a little, you know, testing the numbers, Mm. and LeBron would already have the record if you wanted to throw uh, his high school points in there. But as it stands, he is 2,003 points behind Oscar for the all-time basketball scoring record. So that's 38,000 regular season points, 38,652, 8,023 playoff points, 52 play-in points, and 426 uh, all-star points. And yeah, then, we threw all-star in there, but even, if, well, even if you didn't... Organized basketball that you, that's played in a professional league, I'm counting it. Yep, it's not amateur. Yep. And then international, he scored 581 in international play. That's across three Olympics, a World Cup, and then the FIBA Americas mm. uh, Championship. So, yeah, we've got um, we've got a, a, a total score of 47,734 points scored in basketball by LeBron James. He uh, does, if LeBron breaks Oscar's record and keeps going, so like what did we do? We lowballed it. We made it conservative and said, when, when, will, when would he break it? Well, I sort of looked at, I started with absolute worst case scenario. Let's say his average Scoring average dropped all the way down to 20. Yep. I don't think it's going below that, even if he comes out looking like an old man, which I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. 20 points a game, and let's say he only manages 50 points a game, the body finally falling apart. 50 games, you mean, not 50 points oh, a game. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, 20 Jesus. points a game over 50 games. Mm. Let's just chill. And misses playoffs? And misses the playoffs entirely. Yep. That would mean, because he needs ex- exactly... Uh, not exactly, but 2,003 points, Mm -hmm. what I've just said would give him 1,000 points in a season and mean that he would do it in almost exactly two seasons. Technically, it's 2.003 So enough for him to play now, and then he plays a season with Bronny, and by the end of that, he can be the the all-time leader in basketball points. You just need to play two more years, 20 points a game over 50 games in each. That's all he needs to do. So he's getting yeah. it. Think about what'll happen. I mean, I know we've talked about unbreakable records and it, they all could be broken. But let's say he, he puts out his normal output and he plays a couple more years, you know, three maybe. Mm. Let's just say, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. And then maybe he jumps, maybe he goes to, like we said last week, goes to Saudi Arabia and plays a season two. Let but me d- if he's putting up, if he gets to like, runs up a total of 55,000 points scored, you know, um, across basketball, that's got to be unbreakable now. Oh, yeah, Because surely. who's going to have a high performance? I mean, we're talking about either um, an Oscar who played 30 years professionally, which is an anomaly, an outlier that we'll never see and have never seen and we'll probably never see. And then you've got LeBron James, King James, the chosen one, an outlier in his own right. We'll never see another LeBron probably for many, 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 many generations. Mm. This this could be the next and, and it does seem like players' bodies are going backwards. No what one's no like no one's getting <laughs> no one players are breaking down more than they are having this sort of dur- durability that LeBron has. Mm. No one plays the way that they used to play. Uh 
is there even going to be a player that's not load managing the hell out of the, their career in order to? I I just can't see it. I can't see a player mm. putting themselves in a position where fifty five thousand points across major tournaments or, or professionally is possible. No, and you've, you obviously need the combination of being that great as well as the body that just does not break down. Yeah. So you could be great, but without the body, you could have the great body without the great skills. It's just would take an absolute freak. I mean, we're saying it would take a freak thing. People would have said the same thing about Oscar Schmidt. You know, you need a guy who's not only a star but plays 20 years and then mm. someone does it, but, geez, it's a tall order. And then if LeBron plays Olympics next year, like it's Paul Pierce thinks he will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, add that to the – I wonder how that actually changes the – um the Olympic scoring record, depending on what LeBron yeah. does. I was not expecting him to play, and I still don't think he will. But it's hard to imagine. If he just wants one last hurrah or one last uh, medal in the cabinet, who knows? Mm. Yeah. It'll be it, it'll be an interesting one for sure. But either way, uh, that the all-time basketball scoring list, that's something we need to put together. Yeah. We need to that needs to go up on basketball forever. I like these records that aren't widely, you know, no. everyone was talking every day about when's LeBron going to pass Kareem, and rightly so, us yeah. included. But this one's way more. When's LeBron going to pass Oscar? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. That's the more important one. Like That's you, the more unattainable one. You can find it in some corners of the internet, but it's nowhere near as talked about. We're not tuning in and hearing Stephen A talking about when's LeBron passing Oscar Schmidt. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he should be. I wonder who else makes the top 10 for all-time basketball scorers. That'll mm. be a really interesting one to like do a deep dive into at some point. We'll have to put that one together as well. Skull has got to be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that man was getting buckets no less than two years ago still. He played for Argentina forever. Yeah. And then got buckets in leagues all around the world. He was playing for... Mm. The other thing is, you know, these European guys, they, like Oscar, so many of them start when they're like 16. Yeah. They start professionally. Mm. I just Luca did it. They all, that's just what they do. Oh, Luca could be one player that does do that. Oh, extrapolate his that. stats out over his career and well, just look imagine at, that. Look at what he did from the age of sort of 15 and how, what he achieved there. And he, he seems like the sort of guy that's just going to play forever trying to get buckets. Mm. I mean, he could, he could get close. Yeah. That, he springs to mind. I'd love to see where he stacks up if he keeps up more or less what he's doing for even 15 more years or something. God. That's I'm, – I'm just glad that when I, I – I went on the record and I said before he was even drafted that I thought this guy could be top three all time in NBA history. Yeah, that sounded hectic at the time. At the time, it sounded hectic. Now, when we look at it in isolation, it does not sound that absurd. It doesn't. It still it still has a hint of hecticness about it, but does it? But it's not. Oh, it's not absurd or insane. I just I mean the the numbers are going to start to get really hard to argue with, uh, especially like towards the end of his career if he carries on this way. Yeah, if he keeps doing what he's doing, just statistically, because there's kind of two different arguments of oh, does he make his teammates better? Is he a true winner or whatever? Versus mm. just raw numbers that he's going to have at the end of his career, not only in the NBA, but he never misses a chance to play for Slovenia. Yeah. So yeah. his international stats are going to be through the roof. He's going to be very high on the the World Cup and the Olympics ladders 
when it's all said and done as well. Well, now that the World Cup's starting to wrap up, I just want the NBA season to come back. <laughs> when it's, there's no basketball, you're just like, give me the World Cup. Yeah. The World Cup's only like partway through and you're like, give me the NBA. Yeah. I mean, but is that going to start and you're like, give me the finals? Yes. Give me the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess there's kind of two different worlds at play here. The the NBA greats and the FIBA greats, mm. you know, those the Olympics, World Cup, those all-time lists and scoring lists, they read very differently. Um, and it's a fun world to kind of delve into because it is so different to what most of us look at every day in the NBA stuff. It's just a bit of a change up. Like it's so... I think everyone gets it, and, and you know the audience. The audience's uh, response to it to this content speaks for itself. But you get a bit of NBA fatigue, honestly, mm. and to see like a brand new world in which these guys are coming together and playing, um, and and they're playing with sort of national pride on the line and all the rest. Mm. It's uh, it makes for you know just a, a new, an extra dimension to basketball that I just love. Every time it rolls around, I'm so excited. It is funny as well seeing the players try and adjust to it. You know, like I think it was the very was it the very first possession of the first USA game? It was like immediately a travel. Well, it's like, okay, guys, you can't actually take four steps anymore. Yeah, yeah. Or they're like shook when the lane is so clogged or there's all these things where just seeing them adjust in real time. Watching um, Brandon Ingram have an absolute Oh, don't talk to me about meltdown. Don't talk to me about Brandon Ingram. This is a 25 points per game Pelicans scorer. Yeah. Who's now three and a half points. Like, what the hell do I do with the rock? Yeah, God. It's, it's, a, it's a different ball game. It's ugly. Fever is tough. That's why I think some of these guys wouldn't be as good in the NBL as they think they would be. <laughs> I think they'd still eat. Well, well, But maybe it's not as simple as coming over here and eating, thinking you're going to average 50. Yes. There's a big difference between that, the NBL here, mm. and... Taiwan, China, where they legit, like you said a few weeks ago, Jimmer can average and, you know, not average 50, but score 50. Yeah, we're no China. No, we're not quite that. We're no uh, uh, Beijing Ducks or whatever, whatever other teams that they're Jeremy Lin floated around to. <laughs> yeah. That's a normal thing to say. Yeah. That's a normal yeah, thing to yeah. say. He did do those things. Yeah. Anyway, we want to hear what everyone has to say uh, about the FIBA. How are you finding the World Cup? Are you loving having some basketball to watch? Um, all your thoughts our way. We'll read through them as always. And we're going to try and get the uh, top 10 list. Top 10 basketball scorers all time. Yeah, just basketball of any kind. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Will be. Um, so join us again next week for a bit more of this chat. <laughs> <laughs>